Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important, so I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. Chapter 9, verse number 6. Leviticus chapter 9, verse number 6. Leviticus 9, verse number 6. I'm also going to take you to Leviticus 9, chapter, I mean, verse number 9, chapter 9, verse number 23. We're just going to go right on down just a little bit, but I'm going to read verse number 6. Stand with me for the reading of the word this morning, if you would. Leviticus chapter 9, verse number 6. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we need the fire of God in our lives again. Amen. Let's say it again. Say, neighbor. We need the fire of God in our lives. Amen. Leviticus chapter 9, verse number 6. Are y'all there? Then Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded you to do, and the glory of the Lord will appear to you. Now let's go down to the 23rd verse, if you would. Same chapter, chapter 9, verse number 23. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the meeting and came out and blessed the people. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. And fire, look at your neighbor and say fire, came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. We can go right down to chapter 10 right there, verse number 1 and 2. We're going to read that, Leviticus 10, 1 and 2. Then Nabab and Abihu, I don't know who named them Nabab and Abihu, but I'd be mad. And then Nabab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it. Look at your neighbor and say fire. fire. Put incense on it and offered profane. Amen. The King James Version says strange. Look at your neighbor and say strange. strange. And offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, and we thank you for your fire. God, your fire, Heavenly Father, Lord, that quenches everything in our life. The fire, Heavenly Father, Lord, that sets us on fire. The fire that moves us. The fire that has the glory. The fire that has the power. The fire, the same fire that come with the Holy Ghost to do fire baptism. Father, we want that fire, that glory, that power, and we ask you to move in this place. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Praise God, you may be seated. While you're seated, go ahead and turn me, if you would, to Leviticus chapter 6, verse number 8. Got a little bit of reading to do here, and we're going to preach. How about that? Anybody like reading the Bible? Good answer. Leviticus chapter 6, verse number 8. Are you all there? Chapter 6, verse number 8. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, 
saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth of the altar all night until morning. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And the priest shall put his linen garment and his linen trousers he shall put on his body. And take up the ashes of the burnt offering which the fire has consumed. Look at your neighbor and say fire. On the altar, and which the fire has consumed on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, put on the garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. Hallelujah. As we begin to, to move into this new season, and we're coming up onto a brand new year, amen, 2022. Look at your neighbor and say, 2022. Man, I remember growing up, and, and, uh, and I remember in, in, uh, when it turned 1990, I thought, ooh, 1990. And then by 1995, uh, I married and had Tanner, and by 1996, had Lane, and by 1998, I'm... I'm uh, managing Walmart, and by 1999, I'm diving out and going full-time into my ministry, and then here comes 2000, and so here we are almost 22 years later, and I began to look and examine a lot of things in my life, and what I really thought about mo more than anything was everything that has happened in my life up to this point has been because it was a fire of God that was on my life. Every decision that I ever made, whether it was uh, 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 ministering, whether it was traveling in evangelists or, 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 or even coming here, was because there was a fire of God that began to move and began to speak to my life. And I want you to know right now that as much as we love God, as much as we uh, come to church, as much as we do all these things, I'm telling you right now, the world is looking out and they're looking for somebody who's going to burn for Jesus. Come on, somebody. I mean, this old world, I mean, they're trying to uh, tell us, well, we got to do it like this, and nobody does it like that anymore. Matter of fact, if you see too many preachers like me that preaches like me, it's almost, it's almost kind of out of date. They think, man, that's old-time preaching. Woo, I went to Life Changers and got some old-time preaching. And I'm thinking, man, I've done this all my life, and I ain't too old yet. But it's almost like a time when you see churches and you see ministry like this, people, people look at it as old-time stuff. Why? Because the world has dove off into different things and different avenues and different places. And, 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 and just because somebody stands up behind the pulpit and has a little charisma, everybody goes crazy. Oh, I like him. He's cool. He sounds good. Oh, I like his stuff. But at the, at the same time, at, at the whole same time, we have to understand. And I'm not saying every church has to be like this. But what I'm saying is you have to have the fire of God on your life it's not so much that you can come here well you know what I don't have to shout because I go there and the preacher shouts enough for me praise God I just go there and just get underneath it hallelujah but you've got to get that fire in your life 
God told Moses and, and, and Aaron when he pulled him out, the book of Leviticus means, uh, means the priestly duties of the Levites. God has given the law of the Levites who, who, who was priest, uh, who is running this thing, and he's laying all the laws down. That's basically what the book of Leviticus means. It means the duties uh, of the Levites. And so he's telling them down, and God commanded Moses. He said, he said, I want you to get Aaron and I want you to get his sons and I, and I want you to pull them over here and this is going to be the job that the Levites will do. I want them to get the burnt offering. I want them to lay it upon the altar. I want them to get it all ready. I want them to get it dressed up. I want them to make sure that they leave nothing or nothing out of it. I want them to bring everything. I want them to lay it on the altar. And then I want them to come in behind the veil. And when they come in behind the veil, he said, I'm going to bless them. And then after I bless them, he said, I'm going to consume the burnt offering. <coughs> And the whole part about this is when we look at this, when fire came, you got to understand this, that behind the veil from, nobody knows, nobody knows how the fire got there, but from behind the veil, the Bible said, fire came from God. And it lit the sacrifice. And here's the thing. This is why the Bible says that Abinadab and Ahuhu, or Ahuhu, or Dr. Who, or whatever, where they messed everything up was the Bible said that they didn't want to take the time to come in and let God burn the sacrifice. Come on, come on I'm about to preach in just a minute. Hang on. Yeah. Good, so the reason why they called the strings fire was they put the, uh, the, 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 the scent seat candle and got it all together, but they decided to take their own fire and light it. And God said, hang on just a minute. You can't just bring any old fire in here and tell me it's good. God says, I am a consuming fire. And if there's any fire going to come, it's going to come from me. And a lot of times what happens is the world goes out and they're trying to get some other kind of fire and get it to burn. And God says, I'm a jealous God. Come on, you ain't going to mess with me. My fire is my fire. You're not going to run around and just, and just play in fire somewhere. And they used to tell me, don't you play in fire, boy, you're a pita bed. Can I say pee in church? <laughs> Good. So where they went wrong was, was they got lazy. What they got wrong was, was they didn't want to take the time to put the sacrifice and lay it on the altar and wait for God to consume it. And so they went out and got their own censors, and they decided, hey, everybody, put that sacrifice on there. We're going to go over here, and we're going to have us a good little old time, and we're just going to uh, just, just wait. And when it comes time, we'll come by, and we'll light the sacrifice. And I'm here to tell you right now, church, you got to understand that the fire of God is real. Praise God. The fire of God wants to move back into the churches again because when there's fire, there's glory. And when there's glory, there's authority. And if the church ain't got authority, then the devil's going to run ramshot over the communities and over the places. And before you know it, the devil's going to come in and mix with your glory. And your glory's going to mix with the devil. And then it's going to be diluted. And when it comes time for devils to be cast out and lives to be changed and marriages to be restored, come on, somebody, and kids to be broke free from alcohol and dope, then the church ain't got no more power because they've been dibble-dabbing in another fire. And you better get the right fire or get out of the way. 
Remember I told you last week, I think it was, where Eli had come in and the Bible said that the light in the temple was going dim. See, God said there shall be a fire in the temple burning continually. It shall never, that's what Leviticus said, it shall never go out. But once it burns and once the sacrifice is burned, then God said go put wood on the fire so it doesn't go out. When the sacrifices have been done and the atonement has been made, go back to your houses. But he told the priest, you bring some wood. Come on, somebody. I'm about to hang from the chandeliers in this place. You bring some wood and you put it on the altar and you make sure the fire does not go out. Well, preacher, you know, the last time I really felt God was last year at camp meeting, and it just felt like it was so wonderful, and the fire of God was there. And, preacher, I'm just so ready for revival because I just need that fire again. Hush up! Put some wood on your fire, honey. Get up in the morning and grab your Bible and read it. Fall back down on your knees and don't get up until a tear drops out. Don't get up until your gut hurts again. Don't get up until you lose your voice. Don't get up until you know that God has done it. Put the fire on the wood. Put the wood on the fire and let it burn. And the problem with the church world today is it got so used to being entertained that we want to come to church and have a good time. Well, I went over that one church and it was boring. Well, what'd y'all do? Well, they sang a few songs uh, and the preacher priest, but, you know, they didn't have anything. They didn't have uh, uh, all of this stuff. And, you know, it just reminded me of just, just, just old time church. <laughs> and you're contradicting yourself because you want old time preaching. And you want old time church, but still yet, you've got to the place to where you thought somebody else might bring a fire in for you. Let me tell you something, honey. I might be on fire, but I want you to know my fire can't get you on fire. If it ain't God's fire, then you can't, you can't piggyback on me. You can't hitchhike a ride with God on me. If it ain't God's fire, then you ain't got the real fire, honey. It's just something that somebody else has got. God. Too many times we want to come and we want to piggyback. Anybody ever give somebody a piggyback? Praise God. Remember back in the old days when they'd say, uh, when, 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 when they'd get on the handlebars and you'd ride them through town, they called it pumping somebody. Anybody? Did, did they use that term up here? <laughs> Praise God. Hey, give me a pump. We'd get on the handlebar and we'd hang on to it. And then they'd drive or, or, or they'd come up with those pegs on the back. And we, we, we'd stand on the pegs, pegs and we'd, we'd hold each other. One time me and my cousin was going through Atoka, the, the downtown Atoka Mall. Whew, that's a big one. <coughs> Had like five stores in it. <laughs> anyway, we'd come in through the alley one time. Praise God. And so, so my cousin said, hey, give me a pump. I said, okay. And so she got on there and she said, let's go through the mall. And so she got on there and I had her on my handlebars. And I mean, I was getting, and I was going through there. And she is, and she, she is going down there and she is hollering, yee-haw, 
Yeehaw! About that time, somebody walked out one of the doors, and I slammed on my brakes, and when I did, she went flying. <laughs> I remember, and we had hitchhikers. People, church used to call them spiritual hitchhikers. People just wants to come in and just get a ride for a little bit until they feel better. Right. Now I feel like that the church has been piggybacking or hitchhiking off of whoever they see burning in the church. <laughs> come on, I'm going to preach a little bit. Hang on. So they come in and they wait until they see Sister Linda Wilson go, yeah. Next thing you know, they run over there and they sit by her. They think, rubber, and hey, th that's all good, but I'm telling you right now, you can't take that fire that Linda Wilson has got and then bring it to God and expect it to burn your sacrifice. Come on, somebody. You've got to have a fire from God because there are some sins on your life that's generational. They've been around for years, and you can't fast them away. You can't kick them out. You can't go to church enough. You can't get by the loudest shouter in church and expect them to leave. It's going to take a sacrifice, and it's going to take God's fire to burn the sacrifice. And so you've got to get your own fire. My God, stand to your feet and give my God. God a crazy praise in this house. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, get your own fire. Yeah. Hallelujah. So you have Abinadab and Nahu and Nahu. <laughs> They decided to light their own fire, and when they come up before God, the Bible says that they was going to light the sacrifice after they had put the censers in it, and they had put their own fire, and they had made their own fire and lit their censer with it, and they walked up to the sacrifice of God. And the Bible said as they went to, to light it, the Bible said that God got angry, and the Bible said that the fire came out from, from before God and, and consumed them, and they both dropped dead. Now you got Eli... And God's looking around, and, Lee, and, and Eli is allowing his own son to go into the temple and to, and to take the meat off of the altar and take it into their houses and eat. And why? It's because people would give their very best sacrifice to God. And so they knew that if they went into the temple, that whatever meat that was on the altar was going to be the very best meat in the whole kingdom because they would bring their best sacrifice to God. And so they would take the meat and take it into their houses and eat and bring a portion of their not-so-good meat and replace it. My God, I'm about to preach. Y'all just hang on just a minute. Hallelujah. And it seems like that the church today is they're coming in and wanting to take the very best that they think that they can from God. And they think that they're going to get away from it. And then, and then they're going to lay down their very least. I need to tell somebody in here this morning that your very best has got to go to God first. I'm telling you your best praise. Come on, your best shout. I know you might like the Chiefs. I know you might like OU. And I know they lost last night. And I wanted to tear my room up. And God said, that fire ain't for me, boy. You better stay in that bed. Hallelujah. And so I, and so I contained myself. But your 
best shout shouldn't be for your football team. It shouldn't be for your for your town. It should be for God. Come on, somebody. You ought to be able to give him your very best that the fire of God would consume. Seems like we want to come into church and we want to come in on Sunday morning after we've had Saturday night with all the friends and we went to the movies and we went, well, I made it. I hope the preacher ain't too loud. And then everybody stands up and says, oh, God, this is one of those churches that stands up and prays. And then, and then, and then we have the audacity to sit on the front row so that the whole nation can see us. And you're going. Y'all know I'm telling y'all the truth. And you come in and you're like, oh, oh. <clears throat> and you gave your very best to God the night before. Come on. Come on. Let me go step further. Say everybody, everybody say I love the preacher. And we get dressed up on Saturday night. We get our best shoes. We get our best clothes. And we come to church wearing almost pajamas. <laughs> oh, he didn't go. Oh, no, he didn't. I'm telling you, this is a generation that has lost their love. They've lost their desire. They, 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 they come to church and they say, well, you said we could come any old way. Come on, when you first come, but not when you've been coming for 35 years. Come on, somebody. We need to bring our best to God. Go ahead and send me an email. It's lanebrown.com. Not yahoo.com. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is that God's looking down for somebody to bring the fire back because Eli is the priest and he's allowing his children to desecrate the house of God. And the Bible said, the Bible says in Samuel chapter 3, the Bible said that the light was going dim. Listen to me, listen to me. And it says a very powerful thing. He says, and there was no open vision. Honey, if you ain't burning with fire, you ain't seeing nothing. You can burn with somebody else's fire and you can let somebody else get, get, get their shout on and get their power on. But I'm telling you right now that when that fire of God begins to move down and it touches your life, I'm telling you right now, every devil in hell, let me tell you something. I know he lives in a lake of fire, but he ain't never touched a fire locks on you because a lake of fire, let me tell you something, the fire of God will burn him and move him and run him out of the way. And if we're running on somebody else's fire, then all he's doing is playing in your fire. We got to let God begin to burn. And the wood shall be on the altar continually. And the Bible says, the Bible says that the, that the sacrifice, the burnt offering sacrifice shall burn all night long. When it's done, the Bible said that the priests would come in and they would change their garment and put on new garments <laughs> to represent the cleanliness of the sacrifice 
to represent that the sins was gone. So they would come on and put on white garments and change their garments and they would gather it up and the Bible said I want you to take it outside the city to a clean place. And so when the priest would come in and change garments and put on a different garment, it's like they was already saying the sins that was on your life is gone and God has changed and so I'm going to change my clothes and we're going to be clean together and I'm going to take you out to a clean place and I'm going to dispose of the sins there and they would come back. Now we fast forward to almost 2,000 years ahead of time where Jesus Christ became the burnt offering for you and I that there would be a fire that would consume him that nobody would see. And the thing about it is the Bible says in the Old Testament that it shall burn all night long. And so when Jesus was sitting there on the cross and he says, my God, my God, why has you forsaken me? The Bible said that God's head turned. At that moment, it got dark on the earth for about six hours. And all night long, that sacrifice burned on the wood altar of the cross for you and I. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then they came. And the Bible said they pulled him down. And they wrapped him in new clothes. My God. Ah, they wrapped him in new clothes and brought him into a clean place. I'm telling you right now that Jesus is the only one that could be sacrificed and priest at the same time. But he did it for you and I. He died on the cross. He become the burnt offering and he become the high priest all in one. My God, all in one setting and a fire came out. Bible said there was a shaking. God rests down out of heaven. He took a handful of mercy and a handful of grace and ripped that veil. And he said, my fire now will be upon you. And anytime you want it, come and get it. But when you get it, don't burn out. Church, you hear me. You hear me. Our job has never, ever been to set a fire. It's always been to tend the fire. My daddy used to put that old Ashley wood heater, and he'd throw some wood in there. And I mean, my mom was talking about it. It'd be five inches of snow. We'd just run out in our pajamas and just dive in the snow. He'd get it so hot in that house. I mean, it would burn. Praise God. And I'd be so glad. Hallelujah. When I would walk up here, and I would open up that door, and all I could see was just gray coals. I thought, ooh, somebody put the fire out there and said, excuse me. And he takes a little poker, and he starts poking around, and all of a sudden, that gray turns into red. And all underneath that is cold. Hallelujah. And so daddy would take some kindling. He would put on the fire. He'd take a little newspaper. He'd throw it on there, and then he'd go. Come on now. Remember in the upper room when the Bible said, all of a sudden, a rushing mighty wind. I believe that God looked down and went.
that the fire and the Holy Ghost, it came out of heaven. And the Bible said it set upon men. Listen to me, listen to me. And it was like cloven tongues of fire as it moved up on them. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water, but there is one coming behind me that will baptize you in fire. Come on, somebody. We can't let the fire go out, but the fire's got to burn. You can't hitchhike. You can't, you can't piggyback. you got to let God begin to set it on fire. When it looks like it's gone out, just find you an altar and let the Holy Ghost go. Some people say, well, I don't believe in all that Holy Ghost stuff. Well, you believe in Ghostbusters, don't you? It's better than that. Praise God. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Well, if you ain't afraid of no ghosts, come get you some. Hallelujah. I believe he'll set you on fire. I believe that the glory and the power and the Bible said, and this is my glory. And I told you at the beginning of this deal, the praise series, I told you that the Bible said in the book of Psalms, and the Bible said that he made him a little lower than the angels, and he crowned him with glory. That word glory means authority. And when you got the glory, of God on your life that burned from God, then you got the authority to tell the devil, you better get back, Jack, <laughs> because this is my house, this is my temple, this is my family, this is my church, this is my finances, come on, somebody, this is my health, and you can't have it. <clears throat> But when you're trying to come in and get the fire off of everybody else, when you come in and try to get the fire, I've, oh, Brother Roger's burning. Let me get my sensor out. I'm going to go home and get my groove on. My goodness. Oh, Brother Cody's on fire. Ooh, I'm going to get my sensor out. <laughs> and we want to light it up with somebody. Listen to me. Listen to me. We want to light it up with somebody else's fire. And then when trouble hits, we want to come to God and say, where are you at? Why ain't you doing it for me? And God says, hang on just a minute. When my fire was brewing, you went to somebody else and you brought strange fire to me. And I ain't answering the strange fire. I only answer to myself. <laughs> listen, listen. When, when you read in the Bible where God says something and repeats itself where he said, Abraham, Abraham. <laughs> my God. When God hollered out, Abraham, he waited for an echo. Abraham. And when it came, anytime you hear that Abraham, Abraham, sometimes God says, verily, verily, 
I say, listen, listen, there's something to that. Sometimes we think, well, why are they saying verily, verily twice? Why are they saying Abraham? It's because God is waiting on the echo. Let me tell you something right now. God's word always comes back, and it doesn't come back void. And I need to tell somebody right now that there was some stuff that God told you that was going to happen. And it might not have happened yet, but you keep coming and burning. You keep coming and laying your sacrifice. You keep coming before God because I'm telling you right now, his fire is going to burn you up and you're going to burn up with the glory of God. I remember several years ago, my mom put on Facebook, they had a really good service there in, there in Oklahoma where there's pastor now. My mom come home, she gets on Facebook and she says, whew, the church was on fire tonight. And somebody posted back and said, well, did y'all call the fire department? I mean, it's almost like when we talk about fire in the church today that everybody has, has went out of their vocabulary. That your churches today are not understanding what it really means to burn. The fire of God to burn. We're barely getting by. We just want to get near the smoke. Up in smoke, not teaching Chong either, but y'all know what I'm talking about. We're just going to get near the smoke. But we really don't want to take the time to lay the sacrifice and sit back and wait on God. Everything that happened in the temple, in the outer courts, it happened under daylight. Everything inside the inner courts happened in candlelight. But behind the veil, nobody to this day can still explain where the light came from or where the fire came from. But it began to burn. And the Bible said when they laid it, the Bible said out from the altar, a fire came. And the sacrifice was lit. Pastor Anna, come piano, please. We are coming to the age and to the day to where churches are spending less time. Y'all hear me? Everybody say, I love the preacher. Say it again. Say, I love the preacher. We're spending less time praying. See, the Bible said there's three things that it commands us to do to be a Christian. Y'all ready for this? I don't think you are. Three things that we're, we're to do to be a Christian. It says we ought to pray, fast, and give. Those three requirements call you into being a Christian. Pray, fast, and give. I'm going to say it again. Pray, fast, and give. And those are the three requirements that the church in this day and hour has went back on. Because instead of praying and fasting, they are playing and feasting. 
Instead of getting their power and glory from God, they're just a glorified church on the outside. But I'm telling you right now, when you get the glory of God upon your lives, demons will not be able to enter in that door and stay. They'll have to leave. I'm telling you right now that your family that's been fighting demons, your family that the doctor says it's anxiety, well, you're dealing with anxiety. And let me get you a pill for this. And I'm not knocking pills, but I'm telling you right now that, 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 that now the doctors has named the demons and now the anxiety is tormenting people to where they can't sleep. They can't hold down a job. They can't be married and be happy. They can't run their kids. Come on somebody. But I'm telling you right now when the fire of God hits the church and the glory's on the church, they'll not walk into that door with anxiety and walk out. But they'll, my God, somebody hear me, but they'll walk in with that light devil on that generational curse of their family and they'll be healed and set free. When the fire comes out from the altar of God the Bible says in Romans I beseech you, their brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm telling you right now, we ought to be that sacrifice that we go out. Listen to me. Listen to me. Do you drive your car down dirt roads and just look at it and say, how in the world did that get dirty? Do you expect yourself to get around people in the world? And not get a little, come on, somebody. I know, let, 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 I'm, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm telling you, you're not super Christian. Amen. You get around people long enough that are talking that way, that are acting that way. And before you know, if you don't get away, it gets on you and you got to wash yourself. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you now, well, I got saved when I was nine, preacher, and I'm all right. You lied and you know you lied and that devil's talking for you. You need to lay yourself on the altar and you don't bring your own fire and my fire can't light you and Carl's fire can't light you and Cody's fire can't light you. Come on, somebody. Anna's fire can't light you. You got to let God come out from the holy and the glory and let that sucker on fire. Can I say sucker in church? And let it on fire until you burn. Burn! I hope when I start burning and it looks like I'm going out and I ain't done, somebody throws a little wood on it. Keep it burning. We messed around and played around. God, so long. The days of Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira is coming back. That days where you don't lie to the Holy Ghost and walk out. Let me tell you something. You can lie to your friends, you can lie to your wife, you can lie to your children, you can lie to your boss. You keep lying to God. And there's gonna come a time. Ananias and Safari come walking in. And Peter said, Don't lie to the Holy Ghost. Now, did you steal from God? No. And Ananias fell over dead. Safari come in and Peter said, I'm gonna give you a chance. Don't lie to the Holy Ghost. Did you take from God? No. 
He said, the same men that carried your husband out is standing at the door. And bam, she fell over. They carried her out. And the, the, the days of Ananias, you hear me right now. You hear, you, you hear me. <clears throat> there is going to be such a pure revival from God. This world has never experienced it. The Benny Hens has never seen it. The Oil Roberts has never seen it. The Jack Coles has never seen it. The A.A. Allens have never seen it. The R.W. Shambach has never seen it. Now they talked about it, and they prophesied about it, and they preached to it. And I'm telling you right now, you mark my words, TBN is on a downslide and they're falling out. But there is a little old church that's birthing up all over America, and I call it the Dirt Road Churches of John the Baptist. They come out of the wilderness and they're eating honey and wild locusts and the power of God is saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and we are that church that the fire of God is going to fall upon and you can't lie to the Holy Ghost no more. Every head bow. Give me just a minute. Pastor Anderson, Pastor Chad.